Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It's your daily dose of Donna and man, oh man, that felt so good to say out loud. You guys, welcome to 2024, January 1st, 2024. We're officially on the second year of this podcast, guys. We have made it to the second year of daily dose of Donna. We are no longer babies. We're moving into a toddler stage. We're starting to, you know, walk and crawl and move around and knock things over and act destructive. We still can't keep a plant alive. No matter how many times I've watered this thing, it dies. Gotta get rid of that, I just realized. My M&Ms are still here, so you know I haven't been snacking on them like crazy, although this morning I did. Ugh, feels so good to be back with you guys. Honestly, it's been only about, I see. I think my last show was the 21st. Yeah, the last show was with the, in, on the 21st, which was 10 days ago, and it literally feels like seven weeks. Like, I'm so used to being here on a daily basis and hanging out with you all and talking to you about everything and seeing your comments and the lives and everything. It's just, it's so unbelievably weird to be away from it. And then this morning, I decided last minute, I'm jumping on. I am doing another show January 1st. I'm going to be ahead of the curve, right? No one's doing a January 1st show. Who does a January 1st show? Usually January 1st, you're laying in bed or you're on your couch and you're just, you know, slamming back some pizzas, some hungover food, or or maybe you're not. Maybe you're like out on a run. Maybe you're hanging out with your family. Maybe you're doing like what I'm doing, which was I worked out trying to catch up on all this TV for you guys. And then I, um, I'm starting to do like, I'm getting really obsessed with getting rid of shit around my house, like releasing clutter. So I've been going through my kids' closets. And then this morning I decided to like finally get rid of those sports bras. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys are in like in this world with me, but I work out seven days a week, maybe six, but I'm, I'm a daily workout type person. So I have a lot of workout gear, right? I have a lot of pants. I have a lot of sports bras, socks, et cetera. I have sports bras that I've held on to for like five years. I would never wear it. I would never choose that sports bra, even when I'm working out at home for myself. That ain't the, the sports bra I'm choosing. Why am I holding on to it? Why? 
It doesn't fit well. It doesn't do anything for my body. It's old. Like, why? So finally, I decided to get it out of here. Get it out of here. I'm throwing you away. Throwing out the bad. Throwing out the old. Bringing in all the new. You know, we've seen all these, like, quotes in the last couple of days, right? It says you can't make room for, like, new things if you don't have – uh, you know, if you don't get rid of like old things and make space, right? We have to make space for all the new and amazing things. So I'm going to spend a few minutes just kind of chatting with you guys about what's been going on in the last couple of weeks over here and things I've been watching and hanging out with. And then, of course, we're going to get into some stories. Stories. We're going to talk about the stories because the last time I saw you was Thursday, the 21st. And that night I went to the Jeff Lewis live show. I had planned on releasing a Patreon talking about it. From my perspective, things got really, really tricky. Um, without going into too much detail on my end on this vacation, and I really, really focused on not connecting, like not being online so much, right? So I tried really hard just to be very present with my family and just to hang out with them. We skied every day. We went up to Mammoth. Um, we stayed in an Airbnb right by the ski lodge, like two blocks away. Um, the four of us skied three days out of four. We hung out with my sister and her family who also have a house there, a condo there. We had dinners with them. It was, an, it was a really nice trip. It was um, different. It was different. But that may be like a Patreon episode. Why? Uh, personal stuff. But it, will, it was actually, uh, you know, it was nice to get away. It was nicer to get home in this case, this one. I have to be 100% honest without going too much into detail. I'm so damn happy to be in January. I don't know if I've ever said that before. Usually I'm so bummed at the beginning of the year because I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. And I feel like I was really enjoying the holiday and really enjoying the downtime. I am done with holiday. I am done with downtime. I am done with feeling like this torn. Okay. If I can be a hundred percent real, um, I am in a season of like nesting and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I'm someone asked me because I'm not drinking right now. Someone was like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? Huh? What are you trying to say? I am not pregnant, but I am in a season of like trying to kind of like work on our, our little, like, I would say pour into my small life and my small little family here. Um, that's what needs my focus right now. And because of that, I'm very antisocial right now, which is really unlike me. I don't want to hang out with friends. I don't want to go out. I'm also not drinking right now. I'm doing dry January. Um, I just signed up for – so I haven't drank alcohol since December 9th was the last day. I don't think this is going to be a forever thing for me personally. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. But I'm definitely going to do dry January because this is something I never thought I could do before. And I've never lasted a full dry, dry January, but I just went 20 days in December during holidays, during vacation on New Year's Eve. And I'm thinking to myself, if I can do that, if I could do 20 days in December during vacation and New Year's Eve and Christmas and cold nights and like parties and all that, I am 100% going into um, January like strong, 
right? I can do January, no problem. So anyway, I, um, I'm doing that. And because of that, I think it does affect my like want to hang out with other people. I just kind of want to be home. I want to be in cozies. I want to watch Taylor Swift on the Eras tour. I want to read books. I'm reading a really good book. Um, I want to watch TV. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some TV that I watched. This is not like the newest thing ever, but Lance and I watched Super Pumped, which is the battle of Uber. It is on... HBO Max? Now I wonder where it is. Or is it Netflix? I can't remember. Let me find out. Super pumped. It's so, I think it's actually Netflix. Um, Netflix. So it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who a lot of you guys know. Actually, funny story. His parents live right next door to me. So I see him all the time in the neighborhood. Um, He is such an amazing actor. He plays Travis Kalanick, who is the, um, he was the CEO and founder of Uber. And there is such a crazy, crazy story there. It is such a crazy story. So, um, it's well done. It's got my favorite Kyle Chandler. I don't know if you guys remember Friday night lights, coach Taylor, (gasps) coach Taylor, man. Oh man. That man is a perfect specimen of a human being. It has Uma Thurman playing Ariana Huffington. You guys, it's a fantastic show. I want to say it's about eight episodes, maybe seven, eight episodes. It's a really, really good watch. I love shows like that. Another show that reminded me of that was We Crashed. Did you guys ever see that? That was with, um, was it Adam Driver who played um, the 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 main guy? His name is Adam Newman. Um, it was about WeWork. The story of WeWork, which is also a startup that just exploded. WeWork are those like shared offices. And it's so well done. It's Anne Hathaway and no, it's Jared Leto. Hello. Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. I'm not a huge Anne Hathaway fan, but this is such a perfect role for her. Must watch it. Must watch. So if you guys are looking for like an episodic one season, mini season about anything like this, this is a great show. If you want to watch like with your husbands or with your uh, friends that aren't really into like reality TV type stuff, super pumped. We crashed both fantastic. Anyway, we watched that when we were in Mammoth. So that's what we did. Like we would ski all day. We would grab dinner or cook dinner and then we would get into bed cozy and watch shows. And that's what we did last night for new year's to be honest. I mean, we got, did spend a shite ton of money for a night home on New Year's Eve. We spent money on caviar, which is my like, caviar to me is one of those things that I don't allow myself often because it's so expensive. But because I knew we were staying in on New Year's Eve, we were doing a sober New Year's Eve. I'm like, let's just at least like really kick up the food a notch. So we ate uh, caviar fantastic. And then we got sushi from Whole Foods and we just got like some snacks. Oh, I made a huge French onion soup. We did that. We watched Andy and Anderson, which I'll talk about in just a second. Andy and Anderson. Okay. That's hard to say. Hold on. Andy and Anderson. Anderson and Andy is easier for my mouth. A lot of things are easier for my mouth. That's what she said. Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper rang in the new year last night. I have to be a hundred percent honest. I could not sit through a lot of it. Does anyone just feel so cringe when they watch stuff like that? I don't know if it is really just, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me or if everyone feels this way or 
maybe when you're like parting and talking to a ton of people and you're not fully focusing on the show, like it doesn't affect you this way. But I'm telling you, watching this, like watching Andy and Anderson like go through their awkward conversations when they're together. It's not bad, but when they have these like weird back and forth with the, with these correspondents and like there's awkward delays and like everyone feels uncomfortable. And I'm telling you, like, I was like, I'm embarrassed for so much of it. Now, if I were you and you want to laugh, one thing you must Google, one thing that you must see is the clip when they talked to John Mayer. They talked to John Mayer, who was over in Tokyo. And actually, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I just saw in the news that Japan is going through some crazy, crazy earthquakes today. I read something along the lines of 70 earthquakes today on January 1st. Um, let's find out really fast. You guys, it's really bad. There was 70 earthquakes today. Um, and tsunami waves have now hit Japan. There was a 7.6 magnitude earthquake in Japan. So I really, really hope that everyone is okay. That is scary AF. Um, but that reminded me of that because I know that John Mayer was in Tokyo. I feel like he was in Tokyo at a cat cafe. And this clip was, <laughs> it was Andy and Anderson talking to John like via satellite, obviously. And he's got all these cats around and Anderson, Anderson's giggles are what dreams are made of. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. They are so, so funny. Um, he's just so kind of like, I, I don't, don't want to say it like that, but he's kind of dorky. Like <laughs> he's so pasty and white and like, just so kind of almost like he doesn't get out of his home except to report the news. Now I'm a big fan of Anderson Cooper. I always have been. I love his podcast. I think it's called what remains. No, I made that up. All the, all there is. Um, Anderson Cooper has a podcast about grief where the first season, I haven't listened to the second season yet, but it's all about his mother and his mother's death. And then, of course, his um, his brother also had a very, very untimely death. Very sad. But there's something very cute about Andy and Anderson's like rapport. Obviously, they're besties. I read all of Andy Cohen's books, so I know how close they are in real life. And um, they both have young kids together. Of course, they're both, you know, single I believe Anderson's single. I know for sure Andy is gay dads and um, they are a very cute duo, but it was awkward, like beyond, like beyond Lance and I were just like, is this normal? It was at eight 30 LA time. So it's like nine 30, I mean, 1130 in New York. And it's just about to be the, um, you know, the, the ball drop every, any minute. And they cut to their like weird, <laughs> I don't want to say weird, but like, he's just like trying to, he's like the comic relief guy. And he's the guy, the British guy. Um, he's a correspondent that last year went, went down the slide outside of that, like really tall building in, in New York. And then, um, or in Chicago, I can't remember where he was. And then last night he had the blue man group, like spray him with paint. And then he came back and like, 10 minutes before the um the freaking ball drop he's just taking his microphone to the crowd and he's like woo 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 like i was like this is what people do on new years like it's so boring now i did cut over to ryan seacrest to watch a little bit of it and the cheese level 
was so strong that I felt like I was, I, I mean, I became lactose intolerant from the cheese that I got at Ryan Seacrest. Now, I have a little bit of a weird, funny history with Ryan Seacrest. Ryan is a local LA radio guy. That was his like start, right? His start was on Star 98.7. It was a local radio station here in Los Angeles. And it was, he was, I don't even know if he was the morning show. I think he was just like a random co-host. Like he just had a small little radio gig. And then he ended up like, and I met him actually. I went, I was with a guy named Sean. This was when I was, honestly, I think I was like 17 or 18. I was so young. And we went to a movie at a movie theater in Century City at the Century City Mall. And when I was there, I ended up, yeah, we were walking through, like about to sit down and Sean was like, Ryan, hey, what's up, man? And they knew each other. And so I met Ryan and he was with a girl. He's always got really hot girlfriends, that's for sure. But he was just like, it's so crazy to see Ryan's career. Now he has really exploded as we know. And then a few years ago, like before my kids were even born, I remember having like an ongoing joke where where in the world is Ryan Seacrest? He was everywhere. Remember when he was on American Idol and then he would do the Rockin' New Year's Eve and then he would show up the next morning at the Today Show and then he was doing this and then he was on Kiss FM. I mean, he still is kind of the same. Now he's not doing um, live anymore, but he literally is just such a trip. I mean, I just... I'm so interested in like who his demo is. Do you guys love Ryan Seacrest or do you find him cheesy like me? I don't know. I thought I couldn't watch it. You guys, I watched it for five seconds. I was like, I can't, I can't. So we ended up watching more of the eras tour. And by the way, if you just want to watch all too well, her 10 minute performance of all too well, that's the only thing you need to do. Put it on full blast and sing your heart out with your kids. That's what we did last night. Even Lance, even Lance, Mr. I'm not that into, you know, watching the Eras tour was like, wow. He goes, wow, I really think Taylor Swift is like the most eligible bachelorette out there. Like Travis cannot get better than Taylor is what Lance said. He was like, Travis cannot, he's gotten, he has like the best of the best. I mean, it's true, right? She's 5'10", 5'11". She's beautiful. She's got a good heart from what we've heard and what we've seen. She's obviously self-made, insanely successful. How can you go better than Taylor? How? Okay, another peep, a couple other people that showed up at the Ryan Seacrest event last night. In fact, it was exactly when I turned it on. There must have been some sort of a you know, a chemical reaction or a, some sort of an attraction for me turning on channel seven ABC was when, hello, Gary, Gary from Golden Bachelor was showing up on those, on that platform with Teresa. And let me tell you, as someone who understands body language, I found it so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. Okay. There's Ryan. I'm pretty sure it was Ryan, right? Like now I can't remember and I wasn't even drinking. That's how little I cared about this night. But Gary is a very tall man and he is standing right next to Ryan. Teresa's on the outside of Ryan. I found that weird. 
why Gary in the middle and Teresa's on the outside? I wanted Gary to be on the outside. He's a tall, bigger man and kind of like hug on and, you know, support Teresa and have her like, it's like little spoon, big spoon situation. Did anyone else think that was like a strange setup? So just, just picture this. Okay. Just picture this. I am Ryan Seacrest. This, my dead plant behind me is Gary, AI Gary. And then Teresa is, is the M&M's. So I'm talking like the plant is right here. And then Teresa is just kind of holding on. And she's like, she's like looking around him like, Hey, now, meanwhile, they had the new bachelor, some Joe, Joey, I can't remember on the other side of Ryan. And they went to him like right away. They were like, okay, Gary, you're, you're getting married in four days on, on ABC. That's cool. But let's go over to Joey. I thought to myself, is this the best they can do for the bachelor? This Joey guy. I think about that. I'm like, what? How do we, how can we handle that? Like, what am I going to do with that? Um, Gary and Teresa are odd. I don't know what it is. Do they love each other? Possibly. Are they really excited about this free wedding that they're getting put on or this wedding that they're also getting paid to put on? Hell yeah. If you go on The Bachelor, I don't care if it's to find love or not, but if you go on a show like The Bachelor, you like the attention. You are excited to be on camera. You like the star power. You like people giving you all these free things and all this attention. There's no way that they don't. Now, let's talk a little bit about Teresa and Gary. Teresa and Gary have had a little bit of a rough go. Okay. I've gotten a lot of DMs from you guys sharing with me about how Teresa and Gary are going through, you know, some tricky times, according to the news. Apparently, there's a lot of infighting going on. Lot, some people are telling me that when I say some people, I'm telling you like, like as if it's my friends, but people are telling me that there's a little bit of maybe infighting around a prenup. Teresa wants a prenup and Gary doesn't want to give it to her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, Gary, sit the F down, sit the F down and let Teresa get her prenup. Okay. Um, there's also a, a little bit, uh, of drama over maybe some, you know, family stuff. You know, Teresa spent Christmas with her family. While Gary spent Christmas with his family. Does anyone find that odd? Now, I understand Christmas is like the one day, right? It's the one day of the year. And if you have two families that live in opposite sides of the country, I have no idea where they are specifically. And and they need to like connect and and they want to be with their own families. And then, but there's two of them. And like, what do you, I get it. But you have just literally started dating. You just met this year. You're not spending your first Christmas together. You're not just like four girl going one family on Christmas day. Or how about, I don't know. I mean, I can't really speak to this because I don't really fully understand, but I just find it interesting. Now, one of my dosers who I've actually known for years and years and years since college, her brother is a content creator and he likes to create content around The Bachelor as well. Like he'll create, you know, kinds of TikToks and stuff, whatever. Well, he was invited to that wedding. Isn't that interesting that they're inviting content creators to the wedding? I'm sorry, Gary. 
I'm offended. Why wasn't I on your plus one? Is it because I released the TikTok about you uh, shifting nervously in your seat about your relationship with your ex-girlfriend that you said you didn't have, but she actually lived with you for a year and a half during your Katie Couric life? Now, listen, I want them to be happy. I do. I truly do. I just don't trust him. And Teresa is like the perfect person for him because she's just so la, la, la. Like, la, 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 la. So it's, a, it's like a, it's a match made in heaven. But something about this feels weird. Something feels shady. He is shady McShade. There's something about his vibe. There, there, I, I thought about this when I was watching them yesterday. It's like, I'm hope, I want to see if there's a picture of them yesterday at the, um, on New Year's Eve, because the body language was crazy. Like she's holding on to him. She's holding on to his arm. And he is never putting his arm around her. This is a picture that they have on Us Weekly. This is not the exact thing that I saw with Ryan Seacrest, but this is them. I want you to look at the body language on this one. She's holding on for dear life. And he's just standing for a picture. If I was with Lance about to take a picture and I know that like paparazzi is following me and he, Lance can't even be bothered to put his arm around me. He's just standing like this and I have to hold on to him. Hold on to me. It feels very much like a little kid. Mommy, daddy, hold on to me. Am I looking too much into it? Something feels a little odd. Now, the wedding is going to be in four days. I have not watched the preview. Some of you guys over here on the DMs or on the comments said you have to go and watch the trailer. I will watch it when I'm done here. I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to say. I am sure I'm going to have a lot to say about it. But as of right now, as of right now, I am hoping for the best for them. I'm actually hoping for the best for Teresa. Uh, I don't know. I'm not hoping the best for Gary at this moment. Sorry. Sorry, Gary. Now, I want you guys to do a little bit of a um, experiment, okay? If you're wondering where you've heard Gary's voice before, it's because he sounds like a cross, a very strong cross between Kermit the Frog and Barney the Dinosaur. And if you watch both of them together, because Kermit's like, hi, Miss Piggy, hi. And Barney's like, well, hello there. I love you. I loved Barney as a kid. Not even a kid. Like I was like 12 and I would watch Barney. I seriously have crazy good memories of sitting around my kitchen table when I was younger and watching Barney the Dinosaur. And my sister, it was like Selena Gomez episodes. And my sister was like, Donna, this is embarrassing. Like grow the F up. It was my happy place. It made me feel so, just made me feel so safe. But we all know Barney the Dinosaur also had a bad past. See, none of these guys have a good past. Even Barney the Dinosaur is effed. Just wait. Just wait. Okay. Um, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving because we have so much to talk about. I could be here all day. Maybe I'll have an extra special long episode. Maybe not. Um, oh my gosh, you know what else I watched? This just reminded me. Wonka. 
Did you guys see Wonka in the theaters? That's hard to say. Wonka. Wonka. Willy Wonka, the original Wonka. It's like the prequel of the Wonka, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It was so, um, it was so good. I don't know if any of you even like have heard of it. I am not someone that like watches a lot of movies in theaters anymore at all. Really COVID just changed that kind of like path. But you know, with kids, a lot of times you end up having to see movies in theaters. And I'm so glad that they wanted to go to Wonka. It was so good. It was so lovely. I really loved it. Timothy Chalamet. It was a musical, of course, which I didn't even put two and two together. And Lance is like, of course it was a musical. The original Wonka was a musical. And I was like, oh my God, it was. <laughs> like, I just never thought of that. It was so, it was so well done. And I loved the music. I loved the, I loved Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa. I thought it was great. But I want you guys to think of something really fast. And I'm telling you, if you watched Wonka and you wondered, what does Timothy Chalamet, who does he remind you of? Who in the world does Timothy Chalamet remind you of? And I've seen Timothy Chalamet briefly, like in things. I've, I've never watched any of his like big movies, but I've seen him. I've never thought this, but maybe it was some sort of a weird thing because we know he's dating Kylie Jenner. You guys, if you've ever watched the Kardashians, I am telling you, he is not only a spitting image, but he sounds and speaks like Scott Disick. Okay. He sounds and speaks like Scott Disick. There's something going on there. I really want you to watch Timothy Chalamet, even in a clip of Wonka and not think, Oh my God, if I close my eyes, I hear Scott Disick on the Kardashians talking to Courtney. It's crazy. And then all of a sudden I went, you know, my brain went into weird places. I was like, do you think that's why Kylie loves him? Do you think that Kylie likes him? Because she's like, oh my God, you're like the, the guy that I grew up around. Weirder things have happened. Anyway, there was that. Oh, okay. So let's talk a little bit about some random reality news, just like random stuff. I talked about the Golden Bachelor. Let's talk about Caitlin Bristow. There is a rumor going on right now that Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette is now kind of like hooking up or dating Zach Clark from also The Bachelorette, different seasons. So Zach was the guy that was engaged to Tasha. This is so um, incestuous. The Bravo and The Bachelor world is so incestuous. So Tasha, on her season of The Bachelorette, she came in, remember, when Claire left. That was a banana season. That was the last season I watched. It was so good. Claire left. Tasha came in. She ended up getting engaged to Zach Clark. Zach and her were together for a long time. I think they lived together for a little bit. And then he packed his stuff, moved on. I don't know who broke up with who. Tasha then went on to start dating, and this is not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty confirmed, um, Luke from Summer House. Okay. Try to, try to keep up, guys. Who also dated Ashley Darby from Potomac. I'm telling you, no one has any original ideas anymore. So Zach was at a party last night with Caitlin, I think at Caitlin's house, and there was some pictures of them. V very, very chummy, according to my friend Morgan, Morgan, Morgan's Pop Talks on her Instagram. How do you guys feel about that? Now, if you don't remember, Zach was the guy that was very sober, like intentionally sober, had a drinking problem, had an addiction problem. And his career is helping people um, get sober. Like he works for foundation, a foundation that like really works to help that. Caitlin is from what I know, like a partier. 
right? She has a wine company. Her, um, her podcast is like very wine based. I feel like she's always drinking wine. So I always wonder about that. We'll see. We'll have to see if they are an actual couple or not. Now let's move on to like the Kyle, Mo, and Morgan and, and Mauricio and, and Kyle. And <laughs> this is a tangled web that we're about to weave. So I need you guys to keep up. Okay. I don't have all the information here, but this is some interesting stuff that just kind of went on. And I thought I was, found it interesting. I found it all interesting. So let's start talking about it. We all know, and I don't know if I covered it here or if it happened right after I ended my show, but right before Christmas, Mauricio Umansky was in Aspen parting his face off with Lele Pons, who is a, you know, a pop star and um, a very, very popular entertainer. And she was also on Dancing with the Stars. So she and Mauricio became very close on Dancing with the Stars. When I went to the live taping of Dancing with the Stars, he was there with Lele as like they drove there together. Now, he was also with this girl, Anita. Anita is someone I am not familiar with, but she has 65 million followers. She is a huge, I'm pretty sure, Brazilian pop star. So he is posting like crazy stuff, right? Remember this? He's posting, he's partying, he's half naked, he's skiing with them. He's like, la, 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 going crazy, right? And um, wow, a lot of people are saying they're unsubscribed from my channel by mistake. Check that you subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. If you are not subscribed, I want to make sure that you do um, because, yeah, you want to get the confirmations or you want the notifications that I have live shows every day. So he was with Anita and um, what's her name? Lele. Now we, oh yeah, we did talk about this because then Kyle was meanwhile in Mexico with girlfriends. I don't think she was with Morgan. She was with Faye Resnick. And we were like, where is Portia? Portia's the 15 year old that's kind of MIA, right? Now, Portia. Okay. So let's, okay, so cut to a few days later. My, my timetable is a little off because of my travels. So I was traveling. I was traveling. And while I was there, was right around Christmas. So Kyle had then joined Mauricio and Aspen along with all the other girls. Now, what I mean by all the other girls are the daughters, right? So Farah, Alexia, Sophia, and Portia. Although we really didn't see much of Portia. I don't know where Portia is, but Alexia, Sophia, and Farah were pictured in a photo with Bethany Frankel. Bethany ran into Kyle with Bethany's daughter, Bryn. That's a whole other story. I saw a TikTok last night that just like was shocking about Bethany. We can get into it in a second if you guys are interested. But um, they seriously... Like Bethany was like shouting it from the rooftops. I saw Kyle. I was with Kyle, me and Kyle's daughters. I wonder if that was a slap it to Andy. Did anyone else think that? Because if Bethany's like so excited for the fact that she's hanging out with Kyle Richards and Kyle Richards is like Andy Cohen's favorite housewife right now, I feel like it was totally a slap in the face. But um, but we know that Kyle was in Aspen with Mauricio. She was asked apparently by the press, what do you think about like him partying and doing all these things? She was like, he's allowed to do what he wants to do. So she was in, she was in Aspen with them. And since then, I don't even know. I think she's still in Aspen. Like as of a couple of days ago, she was posting like pictures of the snow. We don't really know where Mauricio is at this time. In fact, it's been a while since I've checked in with M, with Umansky. 
And I feel like I've kind of hung out with him because I've been watching season one of Real Housewives for my extra special episodes on Patreon with Zach Peter. So if you guys haven't subscribed to that, you can do it on Apple Podcasts, by the way, or on Patreon where we break down. We just did episode four. It was so good. That was Portia's second birthday party. Um, Mauricio, apparently. Oh, yeah, he's still in the snow. Mauricio is still snowing it up. Um, oh, my God. He's like at the top of a hill and he's playing Frozen music. It's only going to wait. It's not going to need to wait. Tell the guards to open up the gate for the first time. That was the cheesiest story I've ever seen in my life. I told Lance this the other day. I said, Lance, do you want to post Instagram stories that make you look like you're having, like you're cool? Or do you want to be cheesy? Because if you want to be cheesy, you post the lyrics to the song. In my opinion, like Lance wanted to post something of him working out and then he wanted to post like the lyrics, like pump it up. And I'm like, "Mm." well, Mauricio did that just now. He posted a frozen lyrics. He put the lyrics on his Instagram stories and it's for the first time in forever from frozen. It's just, there's something about it that just, it's probably embarrassing his kids. I'm just thinking anyway. So he's skiing. Happy new year. He said, okay, great. Oh, he says, I'm on top of the world. His teeth are even brighter up on the top of the hill. He's saying, I wish, want to wish everybody a very happy new year, 2024. Love, peace. Oh, oh. And then we get this. There's Portia. We have a shirtless picture of Mauricio. Oh, honey, we need that back. Honey. Okay. I see Farah in the back. Mauricio with no shirt. Portia in the middle. And two other girls that I don't know. He's tagged them, but I don't know who they are. Oh, it's someone else's story that shared that. Oh, Marlo Crown. She's a real estate agency at the agency Denver. She's the one that posted that picture of Mauricio. I mean, you guys, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Put your shirt back on. I had to screenshot it because this is going into my stories. Absolutely. Absolutely going into my stories. Now, I have a lot of boots on the ground in my DMs. And a couple of you guys have sent me some really interesting things. Now, I'm not really sure how much I touched on this back in the Dancing with the Stars days last month. But you guys remember how Mauricio and Emma were totally, absolutely hooking up. Okay. Emma Slater was his partner. They were caught holding hands outside of Matsuhisa. He he said they were um, clearly like doing the spin. He was showing up every week at Dancing with the Stars for a very busy dad and real estate agent showing up at a show that you just got eliminated from feels a little weird, but you know, he was coming, I think, to be with her. Now, a lot of you guys were shocked when I said that he and Emma were very cozy in those backstage places. Because a lot of you guys thought this is a Dancing with the Stars like niche conversation. A lot of you guys thought that um, Emma actually had something going on with the dancer, Alan. Now, this was a rumor that was going on. Emma was married to Sasha. Sasha is also a pro dancer. He was with, I want to say, Allison Hannigan this year. Yeah. Allison Hannigan's partner, Sasha. He looks just like Chris Kattan. 
If you guys want to see the craziest thing, like switched at birth, this is Chris Kattan's twin brother. Sasha and Emma were married. They divorced. But there were all these rumors that while they were married, Sasha, I mean, Emma and the other dancer, Helen, had a little bit of a relationship going on. A tryst, if you may. Now, Emma and Mauricio clearly started to get very close during taping. And I've heard from certain sources that it wasn't the nicest thing for Sasha to have to watch, right? And that makes sense. Would you want to watch your ex-wife, like, have some sort of romantic relationship with their dance partner? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, I showed this rumor to Lance who was on set about her and Alan. And he was like, I never felt that. I never saw that, but I wasn't around to know like all the rumors and I didn't think about it. So it's very possible that something happened even while. Now, while I was in Mammoth, I got a DM from someone who said, this is interesting. Mauricio has unfollowed Emma and has unfollowed Alan. I was like, is it possible? Is it possible that Mauricio and Emma have had a falling out because she's actually still hooking up with Alan? Well, a couple of days later, I was hurt. I was told that she is now following, he is now following Emma again. Was it a little Christmas fight? Was was she offended over the fact that, you know, he was hooking up with or hanging out with Lele and Anita in such like a vivacious kind of way? Something is amiss. Now, we did see Sasha yesterday, Lance and I. We were just driving through the streets of Studio City. We were on Ventura Boulevard, and we were looking for a parking spot. And I said, that's Sasha. And he's like, shut up. So he rolled down He rolled down the window. Do you love how I did this motion, like as if we're in, you know, driving Miss Daisy? No. He rolled down the window, and he's like, Sasha, what's up? And Sasha's like, oh, my God, I miss you. I had no idea he was Australian. He's the Australian Chris Kattan. No idea. Oh my God, I miss you. Oh, th- your man's the best at camera. He's a, such a good cameraman. What are you doing? Oh my. He was with a hottie. He was with a hot girl. That Chris Kattan can certainly pull him in. Maybe it's the dancing moves. Personally, he's not my type, but maybe if a guy can, you know, do the salsa, we know Mauricio couldn't. Have you ever been more disappointed by anyone on the dance floor as you were Mauricio Umansky on the 25th season of Dancing with the Stars? Was it not shocking to you? Like, I thought Mauricio Umansky was going to come on in there with, you know, Latin lover. Speaking of, this wasn't even on my list, but let's talk about it. Did you hear about the So You Think You Can Dance Nigel Lithgow and Impala Abdul craziness? Oh my God, this breaks my heart. So I am a huge So You Think You Can Dance fan. I haven't watched it recently. I have to be 100% honest. But when I was younger, like when I lived without Lance, so like right before I met Lance, in the Twitch days, So You Think You Can Dance was everything. I would rewatch it over and over and over. I loved it so, so much. And Nigel Lithgow is the, you know, he's the British guy, the British um, judge, and I think the executive producer of So You Think You Can Dance was, you know, he's great on the show. And there was all these other different, remember the um, the judges? Was her name Mary? She was like, hi, I'm Mary. Hi. 
<laughs> she was said like very big boobs, big hair, don't care. Anyway, she was great. The show is great. But then I just saw yesterday or the day before that Grammy winning singer and television personality, Paula Abdul, you know, Paula. Okay. Straight up. Now tell me, do you really want, I mean, that whole album opposites attract. There's nothing better. Rush, rush. The Keanu Reeves music video with Paula Abdul and, and Keanu Reeves. I'm telling you, if you are a Keanu fan, please stop what you're doing. You, well, after the show, YouTube. The Rush Rush music video. It is stunning. That song can still bring me to tears. Love, love Paula Abdul. Well, she has filed a lawsuit against former American Idol and So You Think You Can Dance producer Nigel Lithgow, claiming he harassed and sexually assaulted her um, during her time working on both shows. So she accuses Lithgow of um, sexually assaulting her on two occasions. First incident took place during the early seasons of American Idol. And the second happened a decade later when she was working on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, The statements, uh, he says it was the allegations are false. He would fight this appalling smear with everything he has. Um, He's very, very upset about it and very... uh, He's claiming there's absolutely no truth to it, but I'm going to get a little graphic here because I think it's kind of part of the story. I think it's kind of interesting, but the complaint alleged that the first incident occurred in 2002, 21 years ago for American Idol. Um, It was in an elevator of a hotel. Apparently Lithgow shoved Abdul against the wall in an elevator, grabbed her all over, okay, and began shoving his tongue down her throat. She escaped, told her reps, but didn't take action. She didn't want to be fired from the show. Then a decade later, she decided, oh, during the incident a decade later, he invited her to a dinner at his house to discuss working together um, on So You Think You Can Dance. And near the end of the evening, he forced himself on top of her in an attempt to kiss her while she was seated on his couch and told her the two of them would make an excellent power couple. She pushed him off her, explaining that he, she was not interested in his advances. She left the home. She again did not do anything. She was scared that she would be retaliated against or blackballed. Uh, she also said that she was discriminated while working on American Idol in terms of compensation and benefits um, compared to like Simon Cowell and Randy Jackson, who were the other judges, I guess she wasn't making nearly as much. We will have to see what happens there. Um, The complaint alleges that Abdul was not the only person that was abused by him. In 2015, apparently he also sexually assaulted an assistant. Um, uh, It's not good. That's for sure. It's not good. Now, if you guys don't remember Nigel and who he looks like, he looks like this. I personally had no issue with him. We don't know anyone, though. He came off very kind and sweet on the show. This is very tricky, you guys. Obviously, I want to believe all the women always, right? I want to believe anyone that says that they are a victim of something like this always. I just... It's been so many years and Paul Abdul is such a big name. Like, 
it's not like she was like an assistant or an intern, right? We'll have to see. We'll have to see what made her take it come out now. Why did she go to his house? I'm not going to blame her. I'm not blaming her. It's just an interesting conversation, right? We have to just talk about it. But either way, it's not looking good for him. And so you think you can dance. It's never going to look good for him. And so you think you can dance if this is the case because he is like, he is so you think you can dance. Okay. Hmm. Someone said Nigel had a lot of teeth. I think Nigel was the first ever to use veneers because Mauricio has taken after Nigel. I just do remember that. It was lots of white. Okay, let's talk Jeff Lewis. Are we ready to get into the update on what's going on with Jeff Lewis? So I took all last week off, so I didn't get to cover any of this. But Jeff Lewis had quite a challenging week. As we know, Jeff Lewis and Gage, his ex and baby daddy of Monroe, co-baby daddy, is incredibly, they have a very, very, I would say, non-cohesive separation and co-parenting ability. They are toxic for each other. They both um, hate each other, it sounds like. And they're both out to ruin each other's situation. However, I do believe, and I know you'll say Don is a Jeff apologist, but I only know Jeff's side. Um, And Jeff is so clear when he oversteps or does something wrong. But from what he's saying, I do believe, I do believe that Jeff does have Monroe's best interest at heart. Tell me if you disagree. This is where we're having these conversations. I do believe that Jeff truly does love Monroe so much and he really, really wants her to be happy and to be in a good situation. However, he has an ego and he has a very, very large, um, I know what you think I'm going to say. I know what you think I'm going to say, but I'm not going to say it. He has a very large, um, what's another word for ego? He basically has a large, he's very, uh, he needs to be right. Jeff needs to kind of win. And he's very competitive. And I think that this is going to be very, very hard for him because he's dealing with essentially someone that is not willing to in any way meet him in the middle. Now, without having read through their documents and see exactly what's going on, here is the story. Gage and Jeff are always going back and forth about holidays and when they're going to take and go and give the daughter, Monroe, who is seven years old now. The deal is already kind of like set in stone. However, if one of them wants to take the other, the daughter during certain hours or days, like the least they could do is just ask. And hopefully the other person is nice enough and says yes. So Jeff has asked Gage in the past, like, I know she's supposed to be with you on this day, but I really want to take her to New York for this. Can we? And a lot of times, you know, we've heard that Gage has given him a hard time, but we've also heard that sometimes, you know, he agrees to it and allows Jeff to take Gage, take Monroe during Gage's days. But more so than not, Gage says no. Now, meanwhile, I just want to set the scene really fast. You guys remember that Gage, the ex, is now in a full-on relationship with Scott Anderson, who is also Jeff's ex, second ex. So Gage was with Jeff first, then Scott, and then Stu. Now all three of those exes he is no longer with, but Gage and Scott are in a full-on relationship 
And Scott now has an adopted baby. So they're kind of co-parenting this little baby and Monroe probably together. Really weird for Jeff. I couldn't imagine how incredibly scary that would be to like send your kid off with two of your exes that hate you. (laughs) Just couldn't imagine. Okay. Um, so, all right. So then without getting into like the whole history of everything, what happened in this case was Gage had wanted to take Monroe to Mexico for the holidays. Part of this time would be during Jeff's custodial days of Monroe. Meaning, you know, I think he was supposed to get her back like for the New Year's holiday or whatever. A Saturday, I think, was the day. Gage decided to take this trip to Mexico that Jeff agreed to and then realized, wait, I don't even know where you're going. I don't know what hotel you're staying at. I don't know what time the flight is at. I don't know anything. And legally, I guess, Gage didn't have to give him all the information until five days before. So five days before this trip went on to Mexico, he did get the itinerary, but then was told through attorneys that it's possible that Gage may not even return on time. He may extend his trip because he's allowed seven full vacation days with Monroe. But these are on Jeff's days. So the whole thing is very messy. Long story short, both of them are heavily relying on attorneys. Jeff said he spent $30,000 on attorney's fees just in December. Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine like where that money could go for better use? And there's clearly a lot of disconnect. Now, Jeff was saying, and he was kind of making light of it last week when he was talking to Justin Martindale and Judge Lauren Lake and then the next day with Kelly and Rick, he was kind of making... um, light of it. But essentially he's like, if I don't get Monroe back by Saturday at noon, I'm suing him for full-time, you know, full-time custody or I'm calling the police. Like this is technically kidnapping because he has not given me an answer of where she is. I have no indication. I don't know anything. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Now I are you a child of divorce? If you're a child of divorce and especially a very, very, um, like, I don't know, like, uh, I should say a very, uh, sad divorce, like a depressing divorce, um, or a very like, um, toxic, what's the word? Like when you're fighting so much, I feel so bad for Monroe. I really do. To be seven years old and to go through this, and trust me, she knows because I was six when I went through this as well. High conflict is a great word. Thank you. I'm telling you, this will so F her life, no matter what. I hate to say it. I personally had an experience um, when I was six years old that changed me forever. And it had something to do with my mom versus my dad and me in the middle. Because my mom and my dad both, well, my mom really loved me and still does. My dad, not so much. But they cared more about like winning, being right, getting what they wanted in those times in 87 than they did us. 
I'm convinced. I think my mom always really loved us, but she just didn't have the tools to know how to handle it. Um, you know, she was like the underdog in the divorce. My, my, my dad was a very, very wealthy, uh, doctor, powerful doctor in Beverly Hills at the time. So when I was six years old, I was put in the middle between my mom and my dad many times, but this specific time I was told it's wrong, but I was told by my mom something. And she said, you can't tell your dad that. And I was six. So what do you think happened? I went to my dad's beach house in Malibu. He rented a beach house right next door to Dustin Hoffman, summer of 87, August. I told my dad because I'm six. So if you can only imagine what happened, he told me to pack up my stuff and I had to stand on the Pacific Coast Highway with my eight-year-old sister for over an hour until my mom picked us up. We didn't talk to my dad for years after that. So one story that I told as a six-year-old completely like ruined my relationship. She is in the middle of way too much chaos. That one day at six years old, plus many, 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 many other things that happened with my dad, I think completely changed who I am as a person. I think it really screwed me up to be 100% honest. Like it, it, it led to many, many, many years of mistakes and messes up and like anxieties and say this, don't say this, don't mess up, then make sure people are happy with you. Don't, don't, don't rock the boat, keep people happy, make everyone laugh. There's no way that Monroe gets out of this unscathed. No way. And it doesn't help that it's being talked about everywhere. It does not help that it's being talked about everywhere. See, Jeff is looking to get everyone on his side. And he also needs to vent it out. But this is Monroe, Monroe's story that we all are going to know. Just like Bethany oversharing about her damn daughter. It is so problematic. It's so bad for her. Now, I don't think Gage has her best interest either. And I think Jeff actually does love her, but he's just not thinking. He's thinking about content for the show. But I can't, like, it, it kills me to be listening to this stuff because she doesn't even have a sibling to talk about it with. Like, if I didn't have my older sister to feel like I had someone to go through with and, like, cry to when I felt like I got in trouble and got, got us kicked out of my dad's house, like, holy moly. It is bad, you guys. It's bad. Now, I heard from someone who's kind of in the inner circle. They think, they believe, it's not confirmed, that Monroe did make it back on Saturday from Mexico and is with Jeff. I'm sure we're going to hear tomorrow on the show. But I am telling you, this is so, like, it's so bad. It's so bad. I don't know how it gets better for that girl. Now, like, this reminds me a little bit of, like, the Bethany and her daughter thing. So Bethany is so insanely codependent and obsessed with her daughter. I love the fact that they have a strong relationship, Bethany and, and, you know, Bryn, Peanut. I think it's adorable and sweet. And it really looks like that she does a lot with her and she takes her everywhere and they travel a lot, but it also feels like a little bit much. Her daughter's only 13 or 14 years old and Bethany slaps her all over her social like an accessory, right? She doesn't really have Paul to do that with because I've heard Paul does not want to be on camera that much. I've heard that Paul, her fiance, doesn't really like her. I mean, Paul's family doesn't really like Bethany, Paul's kids, and that may be part of it. But a lot of this is just too 
much. Like yesterday, I saw someone posted a TikTok of Bethany where she was like arguing about acrylic nails or gel nails with her daughter in the airport. And she's having a full on argument with her daughter talking to her TikTok. So the entire argument, like her daughter's like, wait, mom, no, that's not what da 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 da. But, you know, and meanwhile, um, and meanwhile, I had to block someone that was really loving to. Sorry, one second. That was really upsetting to me. Um, okay. So, so anyway, she's having this full conversation with her daughter, like discussing the drama and like trying to fix the drama with her TikTok audience. Put the phone down. And talk to your daughter. It's just bananas to me. And then not two minutes later, not two minutes later, she was having a conversation with um, her TikTok audience about Paul. Because everyone is so curious. Like, where is Paul? Because she'll go through like weeks, right? She'll go weeks where she doesn't have um, Paul like, on her stories and people are on her in, or on her TikTok and people are like, where's Paul? Are you guys together? And last night she just had a crazy TikTok where she was laying in bed and she's like, I don't care. It's none of your business. If I kill Paul, if I marry Paul, if I this, if I that, it doesn't matter. It's none of your business. So get off my jock. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's really hard for people to say that when you've been bringing everyone into every single little morsel of food that you put into your mouth, every makeup thing that you buy, every outfit that you put on, every vacation you take, every step that you walk and every person in your, like, how can you say it's none of my business when you literally create 10 TikToks a day? <laughs> like, I just don't get it. It's very much um, Kyle Richards, right? It's very much Kyle. Like, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want this to be in the public. Snap, snap. Anyway, listen, listen, you want us to talk about Paul. You know who talked about Bethany a little bit was Luann on Girls Trip. There was a little bit of a weird episode um, or a little weird thing. So I have to be 100% honest. I've only watched four episodes of Girls Trip. I'm like savoring it because I know there's not a lot of good TV on right now. And then all of a sudden the entire Christmas break went by and I spent my time like watching Super Pumped and not Girls Trip. So I watched a bunch of episodes or I watched two episodes today. So I still have a few more episodes to watch. But I do need to say um, I'm loving the shit out of this show. And if they don't give us a yearly or maybe a two times a year girls trip legacy vacation trip with just this cast, like I don't need anyone else. I mean, I would love a Tinsley appearance, maybe a couple, uh, maybe a Jill Zarin appearance or maybe an Alex McCord. Yes, I would love it. But this is a, this is gold. This is gold. This is a good, good show to me. I am just obsessed with all of them. Guys, you're going to kill me on this one. I know she's problematic, but Ramona is such good TV for me. I really enjoy enjoy watching her. No one looks prettier than Luann. Have you ever seen anyone that's aged so well? She is stunning with her eggs a la Francaise. She's obsessed with men. Sonia is such a hot mess. You guys, Sonia has not changed at all. Kelly. Now, Kelly is quite 
the situation. I'm sorry. I just have to call this one out. This is insane. Tracy just gave me 1999 saying I'm a family attorney. The Jeff Gage drama is hard to watch because it is not unusual. Happy Jeff stopped overpaying support because it was nothing more than a legal fund for Gage. I am with you, Tracy. And thank you so much for the super sticker or whatever they call it. That means everything. I really appreciate that. Really, really huge. Thank you. Um, I look. Kristen, to me, is, is there, like, is she not the most stunning? Is Kristen not just so stunning? Her body, her face, like, I just think she's so beautiful. And I love how she's moving the show along. Kelly, and remember, I've only watched four episodes, but Kelly is, she's so tiring. I feel like when I watch Kelly Ben Simone on these shows, I feel like I'm on a treadmill. And you know what? I really should be on a treadmill because I'm trying to get more steps for January 1st, right? But I feel like I'm on a treadmill. Like, where are we going? We're on we're on a hamster wheel. We're just running and running and running and running. And we're in the same place. She is impossible to watch. Dorinda is a little bit like Kelly, but just a little smarter. Dorinda is also so easily triggered, so quickly, like, can switch. I just, I am just loving the show. It's shot beautifully. I want to be in that scary island villa. I, I, I just, I want to be there. Like, bring us along on every trip, but like, I don't want them to go to crappy Lake anymore. I'm sorry. I I'm so sorry for those of you that loved Luann and Sonia's crappy Lake. I couldn't watch it after two episodes. I couldn't, but give me this, give me this all the time. Like make this a 30 episode series a year and I'll be a happy person. I really, really love it. It's just like, it's, it's like candy. It's candy for the eyes. Does anyone feel that way? Just love it because even their fights, even their fights never get that serious because their fights are like, they all know each other so well. They all know each other so well. It's just so good. And like, I, I just finished the episode where they're on the yacht, you know, the same episode as the neon episode, they're on the yacht and Kelly is like starting in with Dorinda again. And she was talking, you know, Kelly's like on her, in her own world. And Luann decides like, I'm going to sit Kelly down and I'm going to have a conversation with her and just like walk her through this. Luann, Miss Luann De La Seps has really come back, right? Like I want to watch her. She is smart. She is beautiful. She's giving great advice. She's having fun on the hot dog, swimming every day. I mean, Luann knows how to live. She knows how to live. I really enjoy her, truly enjoy her. Um, give her all the pirates, give her all the young men, like let her just do her thing. It's it's great to watch. Luann is the most important character on that show, in my opinion. I really like Ramona too. It's really hard to say it out loud, but I do. Okay. Um, they did have a conversation about Bethany. Bethany did come up. They were sitting and having lunch at, I think, the same restaurant that Heather McDonald lost, um, you know, the earring. I swear, I think it was the same because I remember it looked the same. And uh, Sonia mentions, like, just in passing that she and Bethany are so close, that she's closer to Bethany than she is with Luann. Well, let me tell you, Luann, whoo, she did not take that well. Luann did not take that well. She was not happy to hear that. She was like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. That's so hurtful. You're closer to Bethany than you are with me. Now, I think if Sonia would have said 
anyone else, it wouldn't have bothered Luann. Bethany is such a trigger for a lot of those women. Understandably. Understandably. Because of everything that Bethany's done since she's been on the Housewives, which is just talk shit about all of the Housewives individually and as a whole. And maybe at this point she was already starting the reality reckoning. I don't know. But clearly, Bethany is not on their good side. They are not a big fan. And they uh, and that was really upsetting to Luann. Like Sonia could have said anyone that she was closer with than Luann. But the Bethany was just like, wow. I wonder if Bethany loved every second of that. I can imagine Bethany was like, they can't get my fa- they can't get my name out of their mouth. Stop. It's none of your business. Get off my jock. Get off my jock. You want to fight? That's so Bethany, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally, finally, um, we are going to talk about um, Miami. We're going to talk about Miami. Real Houses of Miami. All I'm going to say about this is Alexia is, is just too much for me. You guys, I struggle. I struggle with Alexia. So in this episode, we find out that Todd, her real estate husband, decides that he doesn't want to spend a lot of money on buying an apartment. He'd rather spend forty dollars to $50,000 a month on renting an apartment. Now, I would like to ask you, any of you real estate people out there? Who and why? Who does that? Who? What's the, what's the, what's the win for renting and not buying? Very confused by that. But Alexia lives a life of delusion and I can't stand watching her. And I know that that may not be popular. I love her as a mother to her younger son who went through that horrible accident, Frankie. I cannot stand watching her. She makes the show very hard for me to watch. She is so constantly has something to say and a face to make. I don't know. It's distracting for me. Um, and then, of course, we had the Lisa Hochstein situation. And that's all I'm going to say about today is the Lisa Hochstein situation is out of control. Jordy, Jody, her boyfriend, and her have a dinner, which looks just like her dinner with Lenny on the same patio in Lenny's old house. I mean, the whole thing is weird. They're sitting there and they're having this fancy dinner. And Jody basically says to Lisa, I, I wish you weren't so obsessed with yourself and ask me about me a little bit. Ooh. That's showing some cracks. Apparently, Lisa never asks Jody about his life. Never asks Jody. Only asks, uh, you know, only talks about herself and Lenny to this guy. And meanwhile, he's like a big successful guy and he's doing a lot for her and he's taking a lot, you know, he's he's spending a lot of money on her and like giving her a lot of her his energy and her time, his time. And meanwhile... She's never asking him, how are you? So guess what she does, guys? Guess what she does? And I would like to know if your marriages could survive this. She set a reminder on her iPhone. Hey, Siri, set a reminder. Don't really. For me to check in with my boyfriend. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Appreciate you. Are you on the Facebook group? Are you the same, Anne-Marie? Um. She says, thank you for the show today, Donna. I'm off to join Patreon. Yes, join. So, so she has to set her a reminder. And then not only is she doing that, which is like 
almost like sociopathic that you have to set a reminder to check in with your boyfriend. Like it's one thing if like he has a very important meeting and you don't want to forget to check in after the meeting, but this is like a daily reminder, check in with your boyfriend. Not only that, she gets on the phone with him. Hi, honey, I'm having dinner with Larsa, but my phone just set an alarm for me to check in with you. I just want to make sure. I'll check in again at 830 because that's the next time my phone is reminding me. What? Larsa, even Larsa was like, girl, that's not, that's a no. So for Larsa to recognize that your behavior is a no is shocking. And then, of course, we end up on this Mother's Day brunch where they're going to have this this big blowout brunch because Anna Quinones, I think I'm saying it right, she was a former housewife in Miami. I didn't watch that season, or at least I don't remember her at all. And she has shit with everyone and drama with everyone, and so she's coming on in. <sighs> now, the scene between Gertie and her kids at the bowling alley and her husband, Russell, talking about her breast cancer. I can't, you guys, I can't. It is so, so touching and emotional. And I don't know if it's because I'm a boy mom, but man, oh man. I love that Gertie. I love that Russell. I love them. And I'm so glad she's okay. All right, you guys. I love you, dosers. Thank you so much for another beautiful day here at Daily Dose of Donna. You got an extra special long episode, an hour and 12 minutes. I mean... Thank you so much for being here, as always, for subscribing. Check that you're subscribed here on YouTube. Make sure to follow on um, all audio platforms. And then, of course, on social at Instagram at This Is Donna Bowling. Join the Facebook group. Buy the merch. All of the fun things. Sob and Robin is still around here. I hope you have an amazing January 1st. Great start to your new year. And I'll see you tomorrow. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.